0: friends. Welcome back to the journal feed. My name is Nick Zelt, and this is the only place to get spoonfed the latest and greatest of emergency medicine. We just want to keep everyone up on the literature, and to do that, we spoonfeed you. So here's a quick look ahead at everything that we covered from this past week. First, a systematic approach to incidental findings on imaging may be the way to go to make sure that patients know what you found and then get them follow up as well. Second, long-term benefit is at most a maybe for treating Bell's palsy with steroids in children. From the third article, the latest on working up ACS in the emergency department. Fourth, get with the times, guys. Isotonic fluids for maintenance strips in children are where it's at. And then the last article, RCT data showing that aggressive fluid management in pancreatitis is, well, too aggressive. Now, if you are hearing this right now, then you are not currently a Journal Feed subscriber, and so you're not receiving the full Journal Feed podcast, only a portion of the past week's summaries. Don't worry, I pick my favorites, but if you would like to get access to the full podcast and the blog as well, then you will have to become a member. All the details for that are at journalfeed.org. And remember, we don't ever want money to be a barrier to patient care. So if you're having any trouble affording a subscription, please get in touch and we'll help you out. Now, this is the audio version of the past week's summaries, which this week were brought to you by Kitan Patel, Vivian Leigh, and Clay Smith. Okay, let's skip to the second article. The efficacy of prednisone for Bell's palsy in children, a randomized double-blind placebo-controlled multi-center trial out of neurology. It's actually not Bell's palsy, it's just Bell palsy. Ooh, weird. Steroids benefit adults with Bell palsy, but kids are different. Their bodies just handle stuff better. So do they need steroids also? And nothing better to answer that question than an RCT, so that's what we have for you. They had 187 children with Bell Palsy who were recruited within 72 hours of symptom onset and were randomized to one milligram per kg per day of prednisolone or placebo. At one and three month follow-up, there was no difference in facial motor function recovery. All the way up to six months though, there was a 6% split between the groups, but unfortunately the confidence interval crossed the zero difference threshold by just 0.1. So close. But all that to say at one, at three and six months, there was no statistically significant difference. They got less than 200 patients who were recruited here, but they sought to recruit 540 patients. Life happens, and the recruitment was slow, funding ran out, and they had to stop early. That means that the study was unfortunately underpowered, which made the confidence intervals wider than they probably would have been otherwise. Now, just slightly tighter confidence intervals would have shown some long-term benefit. And I don't want to stretch the data, but it was pretty close. Now, the risk of steroids in children is not trivial, but neither is long-term facial paralysis, let's be honest. Ideally, this study would have been better powered for benefits and harms. I think using steroids still though is a pretty reasonable approach. I think I will be. In a spoonful, an underpowered RCT shows no statistical benefit for steroids in Bell palsy, but given positive effect in adults and near significant results here, I think the use of steroids could still be justified. And then we skip to the last article, titled, Aggressive or Moderate Fluid Resuscitation in Acute Pancreatitis, out of the New England Journal of Medicine. The classic teaching about pancreatitis is that you're supposed to just pretty much drown them in fluids. But to be fair, this used to be the treatment for any kind of vasodilatory shock, so it would seem. But these days, the sort of swell-to-get-well way of thinking about at least sepsis has really gone by the wayside. Unfortunately, there still remains some uncertainty about exactly what we ought to be doing with pancreatitis. I present to you the Waterfall RCT. What a nice name, eh? Now, this was an RCT on 249 patients with acute pancreatitis randomized to aggressive fluids. That's a 20 ml per kg bolus followed by 3 ml per kg per hour versus what they considered the moderate fluids group, which was half of that. That's a 10 mL per kg bolus followed by 1.5 mLs per kg per hour. As an example, if I myself had pancreatitis, then the aggressive strategy would see me getting a 1.5 liter bolus and followed by 200 mLs per hour. That's a pretty fair amount of fluids. These patients were assessed at regular intervals throughout their hospitalization for worsening pancreatitis and fluid overload. The aggressive group received 7.8 liters of lactated ringers in the first 48 hours. Well, the moderate group received 5.5 liters. 5.5 is definitely not half of 7.8, so you can assume that they're receiving fluids besides just what was in the protocol amounts. But still, it's, it's more than 2 liters less fluids over just 48 hours. Unfortunately, the trial had to be stopped early for safety reasons. Namely, that the aggressive fluids group was causing 4 times higher rates of fluid overload. All the while, there was no difference in clinical outcomes. The rates of worsening pancreatitis were the same, as were the rates of local complications, ICU admissions, persistent organ failure, need for nutritional support, and death. So what we're seeing is harm without benefit, as demonstrated by this RCT. So it sounds like you could throw aggressive fluid management for pancreatitis in the bin. In a spoonful, A more conservative approach to fluid management in pancreatitis is probably prudent, Though this study was underpowered for clinical outcomes, the signal for harm due to volume overload was clear. Alright, let's do the wrap-up, the part where we say the same conclusion for the third time to really nail it in. Second, technically, this study doesn't support the use of steroids for Bell Palsy in children, but it also didn't show any harm. So I think that leaves the choice up to you as the tiebreaker. And then from the last article, easy on the fluids in pancreatitis, the waterfall RCT showed being aggressive to be, well, only harmful. Links to all the articles summarized can be found at journalfeed.org, where the newsletter is the best way to make the podcast into a bite-sized nugget of space repetition. I know you're probably feeling a little bit of FOMO. You're thinking, hey, you know what? I only heard two articles. Well, I would love to hear five articles. Well, then come over and join us in the members' feed. Our goal here is to provide better patient care through spoon feeding. And it's trying to help you keep up with the latest research, one spoonful at a time. Thank you.